Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Computer Business Breakthrough. Computer Business Breakthrough is an online training program specifically designed for IT consultants, taught by myself and Lisa Hendrickson. In the training, we teach you how to escape the grinding break-fix mindset of cheap clients and feast or famine finances so you can focus on becoming a truly sought-after expert in your field. This month, this month only, get 50% off the course at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. It's also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. On today's episode, we talk about how to scale your IT business with confidence. What does it take to be a million-dollar MSP? Our guest, Stuart Warwick, will share the secrets. Plus, we discuss if it's better to send short emails every day or one long email every month. And how should you handle a customer that just won't shut up? All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click on the following tab, and then select See First so that anytime we go live, it'll pop to the top of your Facebook feed and you can catch us live. We love interacting with you guys live on Facebook, getting your questions, answering the questions, um, seeing where you guys are from. We got folks uh, from all over the country here today, uh, Florida, Chicago, Denver. Um, so love to uh, hear you guys in the, uh, the live feed. So today, guys, I'm really excited to have Stuart Warwick on the show. Uh, Stuart is going to... Uh, First of all, he's the founder and creator of the Scale with Confidence program for ambitious but stuck IT businesses. And today we're going to talk about scaling your business with confidence. So what that means is, you know, it, as you start, as you do the marketing and it starts working for you, uh, you're going to start getting more clients. And I've talked to a lot of business owners who ended up crashing and burning because they scaled too quickly and they couldn't take on all those clients and they had stumbling blocks and problems and they either went out of business or they had to close down their shop or they just really struggled to, to meet the needs of their clients. So we're going to talk about how to handle that and some other things around how to think like a business owner who is going to be successful and is going to scale their business. And that's where that confidence comes in. So I'm real excited to dig into this. This is going to be a, a fun episode. Uh, but before we get into the, um, the interview, just want to do a couple housekeeping things. Um, first of all, uh, the, uh, you know, we're really active in Facebook, right? We, we stream this to Facebook, a lot of great, uh, it business Facebook groups out there. I just want to give a shout out to one that I've been enjoying, uh, recently, and that's the it business owners group. Uh, the Facebook group is it business owners. You can just uh, search for that in Facebook and you'll find it. It's an awesome, it's very engaging group. And the cool thing is right now they're branching out to a website. So it, it started as a LinkedIn group. Then it moved to a Facebook group, and now they're creating a website where you can go and, and sign up for free and register as an IT business owner. 
and uh, and then connect with other IT business owners. Uh, they have the connection there. They have this cool map of the United States where you can see where all of the members are located. And then they also have a lot of cool uh, vendor discounts, uh, including TechSite Builder. So if you jump into the IT business owners uh, group's website, uh, make sure to sign up. Again, it's free, and then you can take advantage of those discounts and connect with other uh, IT business owners. I heard from the owners of the group that they've got some big plans coming up in the future about how to make that uh, website and group even more awesome. So I thought I'd just give a little shout out to them uh, doing a great job over there at the IT business owners group. Uh, Check it out if you haven't been there in a while, uh, or if you haven't been there at all, check it out. Again, it's IT business owners group in Facebook. Um, let's see, was there anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. So let's jump into the Facebook, uh, marketing group. Now that's my group. Um, that's another group I recommend you be in. It's called, uh, computer business marketing. Just go into Facebook, search for computer business marketing, and you'll find the computer business marketing group. Uh, we have a lot of great conversations going on there. And I just wanted to kind of highlight, uh, some of the best conversations that I've seen happening in the group. Uh, one of the conversations uh, that someone posted, uh, Shay posted this, and Shay asked, what is the best approach for ending conversations with customers who start telling you their personal life stories? So um, this was a good, we got a lot of, lot of comments on this one, and I think people uh, feel very strongly about this. Um, a, lot of the co- a lot of the comments were uh, about, you know, that's kind of your job, right? If you're, if you're a computer tech or business owner or whatever, and you're going to someone's house and working on their computers, that's kind of comes par, par with the course, right? You're going to have to talk and interface with the client. And they're going to, a lot of times you, you co- go into a client's house, they might be lonely or they might, you know, just want someone to vent to, and you happen to be there. So they're going to vent to you. So a lot of the comments we got on that post was, um, you know, that's a good problem to have. That means they trust you. And then you just kind of have to deal with it. And then they, they talked about some polite ways to um, ease yourself out of the conversation. You could mention that you have another service call you need to get to, and you want to make sure you get there on time. You can uh, say that, um, you know, uh, you can start trying to interject your own story and maybe that can, you know, help them end their story. You can tell your story and then you can kind of wrap up the conversation. There were some, some funny comments as well. Uh, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's personal, but I think it's also part of being personable and, and just kind of, um, balancing the, you know, trying to be the person's friend and trying to, to, to hear them out with, uh, also, um, you know, you have a business to run, right. And you got other clients to see. So, um, that's, uh, kind of what's been going on there. Uh, Stuart, I'm curious how uh, your thoughts on that topic? Um, if you're interfacing with a client and they they just you know won't shut up, <laughs> what, what do you think would be a good way to to handle that? Yeah, you're in the service industry, so um, you know you you've got to build that relationship. You've got to leave that you know good feeling behind when you leave. But at the same time, you're running a business, so uh, going there go in there with a plan. You know, think okay, you probably know this type of client. Um, just look at your watch and say. It's been fantastic serving you. I've got another client just like you, you know, just down the road. Um, if you're happy with my service, um, yes, no, you know, change, bring the subject back to the task in hand um, and just express urgency that, you know, it's been brilliant working with you and listening to you. I'm really sorry or happy for you. 
time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Acknowledge what they're telling you, but then, yeah. Make them feel um, that yeah, they're obviously lonely or they want some attention. So acknowledge the attention, but move, but take control of the conversation. Right. And, you know, I, I think honesty is the best policy here, right? You got, it's true that you got a, more business to do. So you just say, you know, it's been great catching up with you, but I really got to run. I got other clients. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine anyone not understanding that, right? I mean, that's unless they're, you know, something else is going on. They well, should yeah. <laughs> be understanding that you, you've got to move on. Um, and I think that's, that's what we're seeing in the comments as well. John says, uh, you're building a relationship so you mm-hmm. can get referrals. Yeah. You know, and that's true, right? You you want to not only is it because of that client that you want to help them and have a good relationship with them, but also mm-hmm. that client. You know, every client can be a potential referral machine for you, and you want to keep those relationships going. Um, and then, yeah, and then Mike Mike Sladowski says, customer service comes with the job, of course, and and we should know that getting into it, mm-hmm. but not counseling. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a there's a fine line there. Um, Cool. Uh, another post we got in the Facebook group um, was, uh, this was a question I asked. I asked, is it better to send a long email every once in a while or shorter emails more often? And I, I truly wanted to hear people's response to this. I, you know, I, I, I feel like there's, there's situations for both, um, but I wanted to hear what folks had to say. And so um, I think the consensus was that short emails more often is better because people have short attention spans and you want to give them uh, just a very actionable one piece of information that's very actionable in a quick email, let them see it and then take that action and then move on. But if you do that, you know, then you can get away with doing it a little more often, I think, than like once a month or something like people normally do. Like Josh uh, Zuckerman said, for example, shorter is better. I tend to be too verbose in my emails and my clients only skim over it. He's trying hard to be shorter with emails. Uh, Bruce Corson says, short people seem to only respond to one point or question in any one email. So I asked them if they'd like to meet it. So, so here's an example. He says, I'd like, I asked them if they'd like to meet at 10 a.m. or noon to set up a backup service. And then they'll reply, yes, let's meet. <laughs> I'd like to do that. But they didn't pick a time. So it's, you definitely have to be concise and clear in your emails. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Stuart? Well, if, if, if the emails we're talking about are um, relationship building ones rather than rather than logistical ones, then uh, it goes against the grain. But daily is key because the whole point of relationship building is being there at the time at the right time when someone's got a problem or they think, you know, where's that guy that keeps sending me these emails? And if you're turning up frequently daily with something of interest, if they click on it, then um, your top of mind at the point that they need you. Nobody needs you until they need you. So I think that's the key, right? Uh, of interest. marketing, it's <laughs> my, be interesting and be frequent so yeah. that you're top of mind and you're visible for when they need you. It's advertising. Excellent. So, you know, a lot of folks, I hear the pushback from folks in the group sometimes saying, well, I hate getting spam emails every day. You know, I don't want to be spammy to my clients. Don't be spammy. Be interesting. <laughs> You know, if they've, if they've opted into your list, then there was some value at that point. So as long as you're still a value, you know, you've got emails in your list you don't delete, but you never read them all the time, but you do occasionally. So you, you've got a relationship, even though it's a, a, a latent one. So um, I'm a fan of regular and often as long as you're interesting. Yeah, because think about it. If you send an email once a month and then the, the time you sent it 
at that, that time of the month, that person happened to be busy or they Holiday. just had too many emails and they just skipped over it. You, you lost that, that email for that month. Yep. So instead, if you're sending those short emails, you know, they might miss a couple, but they they might grab a, uh, gravitate to a couple too, mm-hmm. especially if like there's, there's a couple topics there that they're really interested in. Uh, but you, you don't have that opportunity if you're sending emails once a month. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. Definitely on, on, on the, on the same page with that as well. Sounds good. Okay, cool. So, yep. So that's, what's going on in the Facebook group. we got cool topics like that, um, that are occurring, uh, regularly. So if you guys, uh, would, if you're not in there, would love to, get, would love for you to join us there. Just head on over to computer business marketing, uh, search for that in Facebook and you can, uh, join us in the group. I ask a couple quick questions uh, when you request to join in the group, just to make sure you you are an IT business owner. Uh, it, it's it's funny though because you know you do get like just random people trying to request to get into your group or like spam people or whatever, but they never. Some sometimes they, most of the time they don't answer the questions. Sometimes they'll answer the questions, but they'll just it's just like a one word answer that has nothing to do with the question you asked. So it's really like it's really easy to manage a group because you if someone actually like takes the time to write a thoughtful answer to the questions, uh, then you know that um, that they're they're going to be a good member of the group. So definitely love to see you in the Facebook group, and uh, and we'll see you there. So before we jump into the interview, which uh, I'm excited to get to, I just wanted to give a shout out to our first sponsor. Uh, we do have two sponsors today. The first sponsor is. Uh, uh, one you might have uh, heard about before, but haven't heard about recently, and that is um, a course that Lisa Hendrickson and I put together a couple years ago. It's called Computer Business Breakthrough, and we're doing a special sale for November only. Um, so this is kind of uh, to kickstart you guys into the new year. If you join the course now, um, it'll basically last you into the new year, so you can start learning this stuff and then be ready for 2018. And that's kind of why we wanted to do this sale now. Um, so check it out. It's at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. We call it a business acceleration training for IT entrepreneurs. And what it is, is it's it's kind of Lisa and I's story about how we were able to grow and accelerate our own IT businesses. And both of our stories are similar in that what we decided to do is we decided to focus on a narrow niche. Uh, so Lisa was focusing on Office 365 and Outlook. And I decided to focus on WordPress and websites. And once we both kind of narrowed in our, our focus, um, we were able to, you know, things, everything became easier and clearer. You know, our marketing was easier. Um, the way we delivered our services was easier because we were able to really uh, give like white glove service uh, because we we're only focusing on one thing. And then you're able to become an expert on that one thing because you do it over and over again and you learn all the quirks and, and you just you get to know it a lot better than people who are generalists. So um, love for you guys to check out uh, Computer Business Breakthrough. What it is, is it's, it's 10 training sessions. And in each session, there are multiple videos. And the sessions cover thing like, things like how to choose a niche. So if you don't know the niche you want to choose, we'll help you choose it. Uh, we talk about setting the right price. So pricing yourself as a, as a premium consultant instead of just a, a tech. Um, we talk about things like service delivery, choosing good partners to work with, because if you narrow down on a niche, you're going to want to refer your clients out for other things that you're not a, an expert at. So just like Lisa and I made a good partnership where I'll refer my email clients to her. She refers her website clients to me. It's all about choosing great partners. We talk a lot about marketing. 
Um, we go talk about podcasts, webinars, blogs, social media, all the kind of marketing you can do online. Um, and then we end the course talking about operations, business operations and analysis, how to analyze how your business is running. And then uh, we end the whole thing. And I think, Stuart, you'll like this with growing and scaling. So we talk a little bit about how to plan for scaling. And, you know, we, we touch on our experiences with it. And we have a little bit of experience with that. But I know there's a lot more uh, to learn. And that's kind of where Stuart's going to step in um, today and uh, some of the resources he has. Uh, but, you know, check out Computer Business Breakthrough. Uh, we, we've had some students go through it. They've, they've loved it. Uh, when you join, you get access to all those uh, videos as well as access to a private Facebook group where you can talk with like-minded folks and work through choosing your niche and, and building your business um, the way that, uh, that we have. So uh, head on over to Computer Business Breakthrough. We're giving you 50% off only in the month of November. So uh, check that out and, uh, and enjoy it. All right, guys. So that's going to take us to the interview for today. Uh, just as a reminder, our guest is Stuart Warwick. He is the founder and creator of the Scale with Confidence program, and that's for ambitious but stuck IT businesses. Uh, so, Stuart, welcome. Thanks for being a guest. Thank you. It's great to be on the on the podcast. I'm excited to to do this now. Uh, before we, you know, jump into the interview, I like to just give an opportunity for my guests to give us a little background. So, just give us the uh, you know the quick story about where you started from and how you ended up where you are today. Well, I uh, about seven years ago, I came back from uh, acting as CEO for um, a business improvement biz uh, business and uh, came back to the UK and knew I'd be leaving. And uh, do I get another job or do I go and set another business up? And uh, I loved building businesses and uh, I loved as a leader developing my people, growing them. And uh, I recognized that there was a thing called business coaching out there and uh, set, set a, a business up doing that. And But two years ago, I niched it into the IT space because I had some IT clients that I recognized that uh, were really benefiting from the work I was doing. And some further research I did within the, um, we call it the HMRC, I think it's the IRS over there, because I'm in the UK, not far from Cambridge, just north of London. And... Uh, Less than 3% of all IT businesses turn over more than a million pounds. And it's pretty similar from what I hear with such um, businesses in the US. You know, the majority don't get above a million dollars. Why is that? And something gets them stuck. Okay, there's a lot of sole traders, but not. Um, there's also a lot of um, uh, employee-based businesses as well. So... Um, I've had years of kind of working on businesses, growing them. I had a business in Europe in, in the 90s, uh, which was uh, my mid-20s, uh, very entrepreneurial, exciting. The wall had just come down in um, uh, in Central Europe, if you can oh, remember and yeah. hear about that. And of course. Uh, Western marketing uh, was beginning to be accepted. And uh, it was uh, it was a bit like the uh, the Wild West. <laughs> uh, but out in uh, in Central Europe, uh, in Eastern Europe at the time. So uh, very exciting then. So um, using that experience now really to help established business owners take their businesses to the next level because less you know ninety seven percent of them are not all stuck, but uh, would like to get more from what uh, they uh, they pour themselves into every day. Yeah, I think you know uh, you talk with business owners and you ask them, you know, are you happy with where you are? And just just being an entrepreneur, you you 
you're rarely happy with where you are, right? You're always wanting to grow and you're always wanting to get to the next level. And I think, um, uh, you know, the majority of, of folks listening and, and who I talk to are struggling with something and wanting to grow mm-hmm. to the next level or grow, you know, like you said, to, to mil- the million dollars. I mean, that's the big, you know, in the sky mm-hmm. goal that everyone wants to get to. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, not everybody, most people aren't there and most people will never get there. Um, and I think, yeah, there's, there's always something that, that gets them stuck. So what, what have you, what, what are, what are some of the things that are, are holding businesses back from taking, going to the next level? Well, it, the, the purpose behind scaling is the whole point. You get to this size where you've got the funds and the revenues coming through that you can afford to put the infrastructure in to get it working as an asset for you. Cause at the end of the day, if, if it doesn't work for you and you work for it, what have you got? A job. Even if you've got a few staff and you can't get away from it. So a million, the reason million dollars, million pounds is kind of a nice figure. A, it's a sexy figure. Secondly, um, at about that number on the margins in most tech businesses, you, a healthy tech business is doing approximately sort of north of 35% gross margin. 40, 45% is great. Uh, after you take expenses out for a business of that size, you're left with a healthy net profit. But it's until you get past the 600, 700,000, depending on your overhead structure, do you start to really start making money where you can employ enough people, enough managers to start to get the business working for you. And, and that's where many get stuck. And this confidence thing is where many get stuck or plateaued having done startup. And they're, they're at two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars Four or, five, four or five people, it's good. But the big thing that they all want is more customers. And so when it comes to that marketing holy grail, uh, you know, if, I, if, if you doubled your business overnight, what would break first? Hmm. Interesting. So, so how, how, do you, how do you plan? Probably you. <laughs> okay, that, that was, I was going to ask, what would break first? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because you, if you're the one who's servicing all your clients and you, get, you double your clients, you're never going to service them all and you'll just kind of crash and burn. Yeah, even when you've got a few staff, you're finding that all paths lead to you. Right. And it's fine, you cope, but you know, and you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, you've, you've got the energy. But actually, do you know what? It gets tiring when you're doing 50, 60, 70 hour weeks, you're fixing servers on a Saturday night when you could be, you know, at your wife's birthday party, you know, you're in trouble. Uh, and it's frustrating and it's, it's, it's uh, wearing as well. So uh, I, I recognize that there was a, a real need in to sort of show people and work with people how to scale it. And um, some don't want it. But those that do and they're prepared to think about doing things differently, and it's the same with your marketing. If your marketing's not working for you, what is it? So what isn't working? What is what needs to change? And and how how do we how do we determine that? Where, where do we start looking? Say we you know we realize that maybe our marketing isn't set up to help us scale. Some some people don't even know where to look. What what's kind of the first thing we want to do to get started with that? Part of it is get knowledge. You know, go and f- go and find somebody who knows how to do Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, postcard marketing, email marketing, whatever it might be. But I think the trick many people do is they flip from one thing to another. They try it, they set it up, but they don't commit to investing enough time and effort to to getting it to really work. 
So, so pick a distribution media, Facebook, for example, understand it, commit to it, understand how to make it work, learn from the best, and then implement and test. And you can test, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, you can test on small amounts of budget to, to, to get it, to, to test it till it starts working for you. Um, I think people get, they get uh, drawn in by the hype of the latest thing and, and drop what might be working for them before they get it working for them. Right. And um, so, for example, in, sc- in, in scaling my business, it, I, I identified that LinkedIn was a key channel for me, and I put all my efforts into LinkedIn. I know others have picked Facebook. Others have got existing lists. Others do partner marketing and find podcasts really work for them, um, kind of doing a network approach. But it takes time, and that's scary to give up and then be seduced by the marketing of others that uh, suck you into trying the next fancy thing. So uh, pick something, stick to it, and get it to work for you. Uh, and look at what you're doing. Because if what you're doing isn't getting you the results, you've got to examine it and say, okay, what needs to change to get me a different result? And, you know, that's that's something that I've found with uh, with podcasting, the, the whole, you know, you, you have to wait to let it work. Because podcasting is a great example. When you start podcasting, nobody's listening, right? And yeah. no, nobody cares. And you just you have to be consistent and keep delivering that value. And over time, you start building an audience. And then magically, people start referring you and you get good guests. And the guests start referring you. And then you start building partnerships with your guests. And and then uh, all of a sudden, I, I run into people that I like in Facebook or at conferences and they're like, hey, you're Matt from the podcast, the Computer Business Marketing Podcast. I don't know who, I didn't know who this person is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now, you know, they, they've listened to the podcast and, and it's going out and, and it's just bigger than I could have ever imagined. And, and I think that's any, any channel like that. But I've been doing this for, you know, for about four years now. And it, it's only the last couple of years that it started to pick up steam. There you go. You know? There you go. And, and that, that, it's scary to commit for that long. You know, it might have been a year before it may have been paying you back with terms of people saying, hey, I want to work with you. Uh, and so like having a new website, you know, what is it you need to do to leverage your website? You need to put content on it regularly. You need to um, have clear landing pages for, you know, um, offers that you're putting out with your advertising. Otherwise, a great $20,000, $10,000, $5,000 website isn't going to work for you. Yep. You know, it's that incremental work to, and it's tough. Marketing is tough. You know, it takes time. So yeah. And in, in the chat, Leigh Wood says, um, try, test, measure, adjust, repeat. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's a good mantra to tell yeah, yourself absolutely. As, you're, as you're working on marketing. Absolutely. So, and, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but uh, uh, one big stumbling block I, I see a lot of uh, the folks who I talk to run into is they're, they're not thinking like, um, a big company. They they continue mm. to just say, "I'm a computer tech. You know, I gotta just go to all my customers, and I don't have time to grow my business." And and you know, they just think of themselves as just the solo tech, and they want to grow, but they can't get out of the mindset of just you know just being in the business, doing the work day to day. Yeah, yeah. It's there's nothing new out there in terms of knowledge about how to grow a business or how to do the marketing of your business. You know, Google supplies it all, just type it in. (laughs) The key though, is to do something with the information Uh, and also cliches, you know, there's huge wisdom in all the cliches. You know, cash is king. You know that, Yeah. I know that, 
we've heard it everyone knows that cliche and they all go yeah okay yeah yeah tell me something i don't know but i was working with a client literally uh, this morning actually uh an it client uh, i've been working with three months now and he said yes joe I'm, I'm looking into funding to invest you know to grow the business how we're planning and we just had a conversation about debtors cash is king and he's like yeah i know that you've got 130 well 180,000 dollars of outstanding debtors of which half of that is more than 30 days old oh yeah we're collecting it i said if if you collected that you wouldn't need the funding oh so you know we know this stuff cash is king but we're not doing the things we ought to do to make sure it works for us and there's, there's a million clichés out there that we know we nod same with information that Google gives. We go, yeah, I know that. That's a good idea, but I'm not doing it. Like daily emails or regular emails. Yeah, I get that, but I'm too busy. It won't work for you. So the, how do you, acting like a business owner? Yeah, having a, you know, when you started that business, you had great visions of it setting you free, not quite having the Tim Ferriss, you know, laptop lifestyle, five-hour work week, but um you know, it's achievable because a business is designed to ultimately be an asset and an asset is something that gives you return without you putting effort in. It's a bit like having property that you rent out. Minimal effort, regular return, mm. growing capital wealth. A business should become ultimately that unless you're happy, you know, being at the heart of your business. And I think many get stuck. You're talking about your own journey, getting to that scaling point is, it's wonderful having your own business because it's a passionate thing that you want to bring in, you know, give birth to into the world, your skills being brought alive with the autonomy of doing your own thing. But there's a point at which you think there must be more to it than me doing all the work, even if I've got staff. So what is it going to take for you to get that business to work for you rather than you working for it to turn it into that asset that gives you a return that if you want to sell it one day, maybe. But if you want to sit back and let others run it for you with you just chipping in and, you know, with your hand on the, on the rudder, then um, it can absolutely be that. But, but what got you to where you are today isn't going to be what's going to get you to where you want to go tomorrow. And many of your listeners have probably heard of the e-myth. Yes. Yeah. Classic text right. where particularly with tech businesses, you know, um, oh, his name's gone out of my head right now, but um, he's talking about technicians. You have to go from being the technician that sets up your business and drives your business to you know, becoming the manager of your business to then becoming the entrepreneur. Right. And I slightly disagree with the entrepreneur term in, in more in turning, you need to become the leader of your business. And if you're leading it, by definition, you're not doing it. Hmm. And that's the difference in mindset for, in my opinion, for those tech businesses that have got so far, it's okay, but they know it could be a lot more. Right, And they might not feel stuck, but they just think, you know what, I'm working pretty hard. I can't really step away. I'm still doing 50, 60 hours a week. It, mu it, must, it must be possible to do it differently. Right. And it's because you've got to grow before your business can grow. And uh, my work is I've got a fundamental philosophy that businesses grow to the size of the thinking of the owner. Businesses grow to the size of the thinking. of. So your current thinking if, if you're thinking like that technician that's, you know, stood there listening to the life story of those clients is, okay, I'm thinking about going out as a, as a technical guy every day. What if I thought about myself as 
the manager of my business and I sent other guys out? What would I have to do differently each day to behave like that than to behave like a technical guy in my own business? Now, what if I was going to be the leader of the managers of my business? How would I need to behave? So again, you know, what do you who do you have to become to be the person you want to be or to have the business you want to be? Great sayings, but they get you thinking. Right. And I think part of that is, is to part and the way I interpret that is to to think about the 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 end result um, and and really like envision it and pretend that you are living that end result and then think about okay that's where I want to be how do I get there instead of being where you are and just saying oh I, I got to grow I I I got to get more customers but I'm not sure how. Instead, you've like, okay, I got to be Absolutely. this, you know, um, I got to be this, the CEO of my company where I'm not doing the repairs, Absolutely. but I'm, I'm managing a team. I'm the leader. How do I get there? And then just start putting it into place one, one piece at a time. Yeah. What do you need to do differently? Incre- like your marketing, you know, day by day, incrementally by incremental um, to get a different result. And it's hard. You know, it's, you've got to invest money maybe in hiring a manager or hiring some tech guys so that you don't have to be the tech. And it, that's scary. It takes, uh, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. And again, you know, these words we're using, everyone knows them. You've heard the principles and it's like, yeah, okay, tell me something I didn't know. Yeah. But until you are prepared to do something differently, you will get the same results. And that might be okay. You know, there are many solo businesses out there that are, you know, earning what they need to earn, and that's all cool. But if you're not happy, and there's that thing in the back of your head going, come on, it must be better. There must be more to this this business owner lark than uh, just what <laughs> I'm doing. And I think the trap people fall into is, you know, you're, and this is perfect because you're, you're, you're right, you're saying those those old sayings um, uh, actually mean something, and if you if you take them to heart and apply them, and and really apply them in your business, you can see success. But people are like, no, that you know that that that's not going to work. They're they're chasing the magic bullet, right? The the magic thing that's going to if they just do that that one little thing, it's going to explode their business. Whether it's Facebook ads or whether it's yeah. SEO or whether yeah. it's some cool marketing technique that they haven't heard. I run a marketing podcast, and I'm yeah. going to be the first to tell you. That not there's not one marketing technique that's going to explode your business. It's going to start with your mm-hmm. mindset, and then it's applying everything and and just applying those fundamentals and just focusing on those fundamentals yeah. and just grinding it out and and changing your mindset is is going to be because I I know every time my yeah. business has kind of grown to the next level or exploded, it's always because it, I I kind of refocused and and thought about it and sat down and said, okay, where do I want to go from here? How go. do I get there? Um, and it's not some magical thing. It's just refocusing and thinking about where I want to go. And, and I think you're right on the nose with that stuff. Yeah, and and, and holding it, it's like trying to get fit at the gym, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you think, yeah, I'm going to go and lose weight for Christmas or for the beach. And unless you get yourself a trainer or you get a partner buddy or you set yourself a really, you know, short-term but tight goal. You know, it's great to have the idea, but it's easy then to get distracted and end up suddenly back doing what you're doing. You know, not writing the emails every day that you could be writing. So that's a good point. You know, look for for accountability 
partners and buddies and, and folks, yeah. you know, yeah. jump in the Facebook group here and, and ask around and say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to take my business to the next level. I'd love to have someone that I can just, you know, send a message to every now and then to make sure we're staying on track with our goals and stuff. Um, that, that's, Buddy up. that's worked great. Yeah. Buddy up. I have a guy I chat to um, every Monday at nine thirty, and, you know, I, I coach others. I am a coach and, uh, yeah, I have a coach. In fact, I have two. I have, <laughs> yeah. uh, one is my buddy and one is um, a more high-level executive coach. And um, You're never done learning, y- right? Yeah, and, you know, we all get in, in the way of our own self. So um, because uh, bringing it back to confidence, Matt, is the reason I created the Scale with Confidence program, and confidence is the key word because, you know, everyone, guys and girls, you know, we don't want to admit that we're not, you know, confident every single day of the, the week um but you know what we get scared sometimes you know we lay awake at night and we wonder if that investment or that new member of staff or that new bit of kit was the right thing do i keep going do i give up do i try something new and and let's accept it we all it happens to all of us but what confidence is when we're reassured that we have a plan that we believe in that um we're getting feedback on the numbers that we hoped that we were getting. And if we're not, we do something about them. It's feeling in control. The fear creeps up on you when you feel that you're not in control. And it's when we have a plan, when we have clarity around where we are and where we're going, that we can feel confident in, in staying committed to our plan. And uh, I think it's kind of the, um, you kind of have to put it out there. Say, look, I know you get scared sometimes. I know you're not sure. Um, however, deep down, what is it you think that is going to make the difference to getting to where you want to go? Okay, let's commit to it and, and keep focused on it. So uh, it's important to admit that, you know, we don't have to be uh, a superhero every single day of the week. Right. It's, it's uh, that humility, I think, is, is necessary as well yeah. um, to just realize that you, you, you're always going to need help and you should always be seeking out the help to help you get to the next level. Yeah. And so your Facebook group can be exactly great for that. Having a mentor, having a buddy, um, because you both have the same, you know, you, you've got the same problems going on at different times within your, um, within your life. Exactly. And, uh, in the, in the chat, Brian says uh, great show. This totally applies to me right now. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I can see this applying to lots of people. Well, <laughs> well thank you for being honest, Brian, because <laughs> everyone else is thinking it, but they're not writing it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Bri- I know Brian and he's, he's pretty good about, um, you know, being honest with himself when he's struggling, uh, and, uh, and he's over there in your side of the world. He's in Ireland. Um, and, uh, ah, top, top of the evening to you. <laughs> so for folks like Brian and others who are listening to this, who might want to explore this, um, you know, scaling with confidence idea a little more, um, since we're kind of running out of time here, why don't you let folks know how they can reach out to you and maybe some of the, uh, the stuff you have available for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, guys, uh, my website is uh, stuart-warwick.com, uh, W-A-R-W-I-C-K, and uh, Stuart is U-A-R-T. So that's stuart-warwick.com. Uh, the reason I give you that is because if, if this has piqued your interest and you'd like to understand, get some more ideas about how to scale your, your, uh, your IT business with confidence, then on that homepage down the bottom, you'll find uh, – a resource you can um, uh, subscribe to called uh, 36 Ideas to Scale Your your IT Business. So just log in there and I'll drip feed out some ideas that will really get you thinking. 
And within it, there's a resource, uh, I think four or five days in, called um, uh, the six most powerful questions that you can kind of self-diagnose with yourself about what's working, what isn't, and what you might need to do to kind of take it to the next level. So quite a revealing Mm. tool, that. Simple but revealing. I am going to check that out. (laughs) Ah, Well, welcome. Join in, um, subscribe, and um, it'll drip feed out gently, and it'll just stimulate your thinking. And that's the start to growth. Uh, you know, it's asking the right Google questions, right? Just knowing what to ask of yourself <laughs> and your business, right. asking the right questions, and and that's when the light bulbs come on. Very cool. Then you got to act on them. And um, and Matt, over in the US, um, I've had some non-IT clients in the past, but uh, I'd like to offer, if I may, uh, a very special but quite um, uh, small, unique offer is if. In the fullness of time, some of you think this is really interesting and I'd like some some personal help. My work is with my clients on a done-with-you basis. So if you're in the U.S. and if you're on the U.S. on the East Coast, which uh, helps with the time zone, if, and you have to apply, I don't let everybody in, um, you feel working with me would be the right thing. I'd like to offer two slots for somebody on my annual program. Um, but because I've got nobody in the US as a client yet, uh, mostly UK and Europe-based, is um, uh, if we start program before the new year, I'd love to be able to offer a 50% discount off the annual program. So that's a saving of about $8,000 for for just two um, IT owners in the US if they'd like to take advantage of it. But there's a selection process because it's uh, it has to be right for you. Right. Uh, that's great. So yeah, guys, go check out stuart-warwick.com. See what he has to offer there. See if you know you, you got to know him in this interview and, and see the information he has there. Sign up for his list. If you like what he's, he's presenting to you, I would highly recommend um, taking him up on that offer because I know uh, when I grew my business to, to where it is today, the, um, the catalyst for that was getting into to paying good money for a program that helped me uh, kind of walk me through what I needed to do to break through um, where I was at. And you really, it's something you just can't do on your own. Um, I can be a testament to the fact that you need to, you need that training, you need that, that guidance, you need that uh, mentorship and you need, you know, again, like the peer group or just people who, who you can bounce ideas off of and, and ask questions. Um, can you give us a little preview of like what's included in that annual plan? Uh, yeah. Well, within that, we've got the, Scale with Confidence program is is kind of got nine core projects around it, and depending on where you are in your business, we'll we'll configure those to to um, deliver the results that you need to get in your business right now. So across a twelve month period, we'll be doing some strategic planning together, obviously remotely if you're not in the UK, um, which will build a growth plan for you um, that will look for us to be achieve turning your business you know into a million dollar million euro, million pound business, um, or more, uh, over the next uh, two to three years. Um, Depends where you are and how fast you're willing to scale. And we will work together, though, on this every two weeks across a whole year, holding your hand, troubleshooting, but keeping you committed to the strategy that we define. Very simply, in 60 seconds, that's it. There's a lot more behind it, but you won't work with me until we've gone through a strategy call and a triage call um, just to make sure that the fit is right um, for us to work together. So um, it's quite comprehensive. That sounds great. Um, hey, and well, you can put up with a Brit. <laughs> uh, so far, you've been very pleasant. So I think uh, <laughs> that would uh, 
not be a problem. But uh, I mean, you know, uh, th- that's that's a great like New Year's resolution to set yourself right. Like great timing. You know, next year at the end of the year, I'm going to be uh, a million dollar business, and yeah. Stuart's going to help me get there. So in the first three to six months, even if you were paying my full fees, you you should be getting the return on on that investment. Um, based on the things we'd focus on initially around the sales and marketing. So, um, but everyone's different. Excellent. All right, guys. So we're going to uh, wrap up the the interview. Um, before we do that, um, I'm going to do a quick sponsor uh, message. And then afterwards, I'll come back with Stuart and we'll do uh, the rapid fire uh, questions. Um, just ask him some quick questions off the top of uh, his, his head. We'll get his answers. And then uh, that'll be it for this episode. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, but first, I just want to uh, give a shout out to our second sponsor, and that is TechSite Builder. Uh, you all know TechSite Builder. That is, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know it is the platform for computer business owners to build their own website. So it is a website building platform. Uh, it's fully hosted. Everything's secure. Everything's super fast. And we give you the tools that a computer and IT business needs to build it, uh, an effective website. So what does that mean? That means none of the fluff that you'll get with some of the other services out there where they give you, you know, it's built for like photography websites or, you know, they make these huge images that take up the whole screen. And then if a customer lands on your page, they don't know what to do. They see a pretty image, but that doesn't tell them what kind of services you offer. That doesn't tell them how they can contact you. So the the point of the TechSite Builder platform is to give you a very focused page that's going to make it easy for you to... uh focus on your business and not on your website. We give you all the tools you need um, and we'll even build it for you. So if you don't have time to type out your content or add the images you want, uh, you can purchase the uh, concierge service and we'll go ahead and have a expert copywriter write the copy for you uh, and we'll fill out your website to make it look uh, professional and sound professional. And most importantly, help convert your visitors to customers. So we do that with uh, lead capture forms. We do that with uh, making sure that your contact info is front and center. And we do that with leading the client through a journey. When they're on your website, you want to lead them on a journey to let them get to know you, to like you and trust you, and then eventually purchase your services. And that's what we try to do with TechSite Builder. So check it out, guys. That is at techsitebuilder.com. And, uh, and we'd love for you, if you're looking to get your website refreshed or it's just not working right for your business uh, and you need some help, like we've been talking about in this interview, you know, you can't do everything by yourself. Um, so seek out the experts in, your, in the particular fields that you need. And in this case, TechSite Builder will be your website expert for your computer business. All right, guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and do the rapid fire questions. Stuart, if you're ready. Uh, as, as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. So first question, what is the biggest mistake that you believe business owners are making with their marketing? Trying to do too many things at the same time and not sticking to one thing. Uh, there's a second piece to that is not understanding their, their, their ideal client. Again, you'll cringe, raise your eyes to the heavens, at ideal client. But unless you nail it, you'll be wasting advertising dollars. It's funny because that's something that people know they need to do. But every time I ask computer business owners, you know, who is your target client? They're like, well, it's, it's the kind of this guy, but then it's kind of this person or, you know, I kind of want to get with a credit card. I, I want to, yeah, I want to include everybody. <laughs> and 
But then I say, well, you know, you, you should come up with a, a very specific avatar. And they're like, yeah, I know, but I just haven't had time to do it. And it comes back to what we've been saying. You know, you got to make time for these fundamentals because they really matter. Um, and that's that's a big one. That's I, I like that you mentioned that. And work with someone to define it. You know, work with guys like you. You know, an avatar can be a page or two pages long in terms of the definition because it then helps you with your targeting on Facebook or LinkedIn. It makes a lot. It just makes your marketing easier. Awesome. So, uh, speaking of making your marketing easier, what do you? Th- what kind of marketing do you think gives you the biggest bang for your buck? And buck can mean time or money. So what is like the most effective marketing as far as the time or money that you put into it that do you believe? I think many who are yet uh, aren't hugely big say referrals is the key to what they do. However, referrals require generally you to be doing it physically face-to-face, networking. It's not scalable. Mm. So the key to uh, kind of getting the best bang for your buck is systemizing your marketing. Uh, using the technology that's out there. So if you understand your avatar, you can use whichever mechanism you choose, call it Facebook. Uh, You've got to set it up such that it works for you. You know, you've got to, your team understand the processes required to to do it on your behalf. You work with an expert, you outsource it possibly. But um, the key is, systemizing it and getting it working so that it's not all about what you have to do daily. It's, it's scalable. And, and an example of, of what isn't scalable is this podcast. (laughs) And, and I know because I've, I've gone on vacations. And so what I've done is I've, and I've scaled it to the point where, or I systemized it to the point now where if I go on vacation, I can have my VA pull old episodes and post them again. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a system where I, I do it because I like it, but I don't necessarily need to be doing it all the time. And I think that's a really important point, Matt. If you enjoy networking or you enjoy writing, then write emails, write blogs, do do marketing that you enjoy and um, don't do the stuff you don't enjoy because there's plenty of opportunities to do different things. Love it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to flip the script a little with this question. Uh, but I, I like to to kind of turn the mirror back with this one and ask, what aspect of marketing are you personally struggling with recently? Ah, great question. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. Don't we all? <laughs> and um, I had a lot of su- yeah, I had a lot of success with Facebook uh, in 2013, 14. Then they banned me for no idea why, shut my account down. Uh, that stalled things. Um, However, I found LinkedIn uh, being really, um, really powerful for me. And um, I'm feeling a bit bruised from Facebook. So I'm not in Facebook so much at the moment from a a pure acquisition perspective. But I plan to come back to it. And uh, I'm going to go out and find the best specialist. You know, I know some really, really good people that do that that teach Facebook. And I'm not going to try and learn it myself. There you go. So at the moment... LinkedIn, pick one that works for you. Um, I like writing, so I write my emails. And you, like your podcast, Matt, it's content that's repurposable. Right. You know, this podcast, you get it transcribed, you turn it into a blog, you turn it into snippets of emails, you've got some video, you get it working for you beyond the one time effort. There you go. That's the key. So Facebook was my bet noir <laughs> right. recently. Uh, okay. And then our last question comes from Brian in the chat. And he asks, how do you attract or reach your ideal client from a global market? Mm, global market. 
Well, again, I mean, is that really different than in a local market? It's no different at all. It's it's avatar. You know, I'm here speaking. So, so certain people on this on this podcast will go, I like what he's saying. Others will go, yeah, yeah, don't like what he's saying. You know, don't like him. I do like him. That's okay. That's human nature. We can't appeal to everybody. So global, national, regional, same principles apply. Understand your avatar. Understand your sweet spot of your business. Understand your proposition, your USP. Again, you're all going to raise your eyes to the heavens about USP. But it's the work that needs to be done that will make your marketing dollars work for you. Great. And and I think the key to global is, you know, just put yourself out there like like we're doing here, you know, yeah. go on podcasts. Podcasts are seen all over the world. Yeah. Um, you know, write blog posts. The internet is global. <laughs> so yeah. I mean just being online and yeah. putting yourself out there, you're going to reach a global market. And we're in an exciting time. You know, 20 years ago we couldn't do this. The technology exactly. was there, but it was unaffordable, it was too clunky. You can be global now with your businesses if you wish to be. Cool. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Again, Stuart, thanks so much for your insights. This has been a uh, a pleasure. So guys, if you want to uh, keep the conversation going, I love to uh, hear from you guys. Um, so if you're listening to this recording, go ahead and head on, on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and let us know what you think in the comments uh, section of the show notes. Also, all the links that we mentioned, including Stuart's uh, uh, stuff that he's doing, um, all the links that I mentioned, they'll be there on the show notes page. So if you want to check that stuff out, definitely head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. And don't forget, again, to join us in the Facebook group. Just search for Computer Business Marketing in Facebook, request access, and, uh, and we can't wait to see you there. Also, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment helps so that the podcast can be found by others. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, ComputerBusinessBreakthrough.com and TechSiteBuilder.com. Thanks for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm -hmm.